MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Stay tuned. We'll get into the conversation right after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrop. On today's episode of Reality with the King, I got the uber legend, not only just in real estate, but the uber legend of being the hottest guy on reality television. No, not Peter Thomas. <laughs> I'm talking about Mauricio Umansky, the star of Buying Beverly Hills and one of our favorites, yes, Kyle Richards' husband on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as well. He and I get into this amazing series, Buying Beverly Hills, that's on Netflix, how much I love the show, how he got started in real estate, in addition to what made him be so honest about dealing with his daughters being a part of the company and how one of the stars of the show deals with race and real estate as well. And child, y'all know, we get into all things Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as we talk about how our favorite Kyle Richards is doing with her sister Kathy Hilton and getting Mauricio thoughts on it. Without further ado... Here is my conversation with Mauricio Umansky. So, Mauricio, look, I am considered the king of reality television. I did over 10 years of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I did two years of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. 
I love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I am obsessed with your wife, Kyle Richards. We follow each other on Instagram, so we're fans of each other. But I'm here to talk to you about my new favorite show, Buying Beverly Hills, because when I say to you, Mauricio, we have been begging for a show about the agency for a very long time. And baby, you do not disappoint. Know that. Oh, I love you for that, Carlos. So you and I have a couple of things in common. First of all, I'm also obsessed with my wife, Kyle Richards. <laughs> um, so you and I've got the obsession going on in the same way. Um, and, and just feel so fun about that and so good about that. And um, yeah, we are so excited to have brought buying Beverly Hills, um, you know, to to television on Netflix. And I've gotten such great response from everybody that's watching it. And I really just hope, you know, that uh, we're able to get season two, three and four. We still have so much more to offer and so much fun and so much good shit going on. Oh, you, 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 have, you have a lot of shit going on. So let's get started with this first. You obviously have been a part of reality TV for a very long time. What made you, sir, venture off into your own show where you are in every single episode and the commitment, as you know, is big when you're the face of the show? Well... You know what, Carlos? Honestly, it's um, we're already on television, right? I've been doing so much uh, reality television for so many years now. I've worked with uh, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson back in the day. I mean, if you remember the, you know, their thing, and then obviously everything I've done with the, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But uh, we just felt that we had something to offer, right? We felt that we could entertain. I was looking at all of our uh, competition in the reality television on the uh, on, on the real estate side. And I felt that there was another angle to real estate that had not been uh, approached yet. You know, obviously, amazing real estate porn, some of the best houses ever um, on the planet, uh, which, you know, there's some really beautiful houses on a lot of the stuff that you've seen. But we just had that level up. You know, we leveled up. We had a little extra on that one. You know, secondly, we really wanted to create a show that that appealed to a wide variety of audience. Okay, and what I mean by that, I'm talking about young professionals in their 20s, okay, graduating high school, uh, college, going into the workforce, uh, you know, what does it take to, to, to be successful in the workforce? Also, you know, people in their 30s and 40s, you know, that are in, you know, in any you know, business, it doesn't only have to be in real estate, but, you know, in uh, in sales and and get some something out of it that, you know, it also taught them. So not only entertained people, through the beautiful real estate porn and through some of the drama and all of that stuff, but create a show that also taught a little bit. Yeah, no, listen, I am a huge fan of real estate. Um, and watching this show, yes, the real estate porn is great, and we'll, we'll get to the cast as well, but I want to focus <laughs> on you a bit because, I mean, I'm the king of reality TV, but you're the king of real estate, Mauricio. And watching you and the agency grow into being number one in the state of California, and obviously you have different um, agencies all over the world. I want to talk about your start because, like, you make me want to, you know, put reality TV on pause in order to get my real estate <laughs> license because I want to wear a red blazer in my confessionals too. So talk to me <laughs> about how did you get your start in real estate to the point where, Mauricio, the agency is truly the number one real estate agency in the world. 
Well, I love you for saying that. And that's, you know, what it was meant to do is also to be aspirational, right? Um, which is so important for us. But, uh, oh, my God, Carlos, I got, you know, like everybody, you know, we all have stories to tell. And I'm actually writing a book and it's coming out very soon, uh, April 11th, with all of these stories. But I'll give you a little bit of a glimpse into it. You know, basically, uh, you know, like a lot of people in this world, you know, I struggled. Uh, you know, I grew up in a relatively wealthy uh, family. But, you know, back in the 90s, we lost a lot of money. Um, I went to go take a job in, in the fashion industry. I got fired uh, from that job right before um, I, uh, Christmas. And I got home and, and I just, I, I was so distraught and hurt and by uh, crying and bawling and walked into my wife and I, we were in a two bedroom a condo with two kids and me and my wife. And, uh, you know, I, she knew immediately what had happened. Um, and she just super supportive said to me, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Let's take next steps. That was in the fashion business before, by the way. Um, and I always wanted to get into real estate. And she said, listen, let's go get our real estate license. Like this is the right, this is a good opportunity. Let's not let this failure be the failure of ours. Let's make this the opportunity for a new door to open. Uh, and she was so supportive and we actually went together and we made it a date night and we went together to go get our real estate licenses. And, you know, that was when we had, you know, somebody taking care of the kids. We went out there and then I got into real estate. She she got her license. She obviously doesn't practice. But then that's when we all started going. And I started and I got into sales. It was meant for me. It fit like a glove. I, I, I Year one, I made about $180,000 and I made myself one promise that I would never have a lesser year, the future year that I had the previous year. And I kept that promise now for 26 years. Um, all the way through starting the agency. Um, and there's just been so many different opportunities in terms of, you know, changing things, Carlos, and, and, and making real estate, you know, so much better. Real estate was such an archaic thing. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that I think that we're one of the people through the agency and myself that actually brought sexy into real estate, right? Real estate became sexy 10 years ago. It wasn't sexy before. It was selling three bedrooms, two bathrooms, granite countertops, you know, with Viking appliances, right? All of a sudden, 10, 11 years ago, when I started the agency, uh, we started brand marketing. We started uh, event marketing. We started throwing the, the super, you know, open house with parties and Lamborghinis and, uh, and, and Tiffany and Dior and all of these things. And all of a sudden, we brought sexy into real estate. And that's what started the agency. And we're, we're the ones that created that, uh, that, that world. Um, and really changed, you know, real estate, you know, to what it is today. And I think that the agency myself, you know, is what brought and allowed and paved the world to real estate being on, on, you know, sexy enough to be on television for reality shows for people that want to watch it. Because the reality is we have amazing architecture, amazing interior design. Um, but we're the ones that brought lifestyle into real estate, right? We sold lifestyle. We never sold the four bedrooms, three baths, you know, granite countertops. That's not what I sold. I always sold lifestyle. What do you do in that particular place, right? Naspen, you know, my house, you know, what do I do? I hike, I go outside. I'm, I'm on one of the best hiking trails on the planet. Amazing food, you know, just down the street. Like, what am I doing? You know, you're walking your dog. Like, that's what we're selling. We're entertaining. We're not like, that is what lifestyle sales is all about. And that's what the agency started 11 years ago. Uh, and I'm happy to say that we're definitely part of the, uh, the, the, the path that opened it up into, uh, into what, you know, real estate is today and into the sexy, you know, bring the sexy back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're bringing sexy back. You're bringing family back because on Buying Beverly Hills, we get to see Farah, your daughter, and Alexia, who you have said was your favorite. So I'm not saying that you said that on the show. And what is beautiful about seeing your two daughters a part of the agency is the fact that they're polar opposites in terms of what they do. Farah is definitely, like she said, she is the person who kind of like holds things together. She's the brainiac. She She's so buttoned up. And then we see Alexia, who to me is, she represents Mauricio, every hungry person in whatever field you're, you're a part of, where you want to be the best. And obviously she has to live up to her father and her sister's standards. Was it difficult for your daughters to show that vulnerability on the show? Because we see Farrah wanting more out of the job, but we also see Alexia fighting for a position. And we see her cry when, you know, other real estate agents think it's favoritism, it's nepotism. Was it challenging for them to be a part of this show knowing that they have to be vulnerable? That is such a good question. And, you know, these kids were born, you know, they weren't born, but they've had a tele, they've had cameras on them for 12 years now, 13 years right now. So um, Portia was born with a camera on her pretty much. She was one year old when we started. But, uh, you know, um, I think one of the most beautiful things that they did is really show their their authenticity. They were vulnerable. I think everybody was vulnerable, but, but obviously started with, you know, with them. Um, and I think that's what makes one of these shows, what makes buying Beverly Hills a great show and an entertaining show to watch is that authenticity, that vulnerability, the, make, the mistakes. It's not everybody's perfect. It's not everybody's great. All of those things. Uh, I got to tell you, Carlos, one of the things that I've done for, with my kids, I tell them all in secret that they're all my favorite. So they all laugh now. So I'm allowed <laughs> to say they're my favorite. Um, you know, uh, they they all think they're my favorite. They are all my favorite individually. So I have four favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a typical agent, you know exactly the right things to say, Mauricio. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Was it weird for you to see on the show, you know, we we saw um, Alexia with her best friend, fellow agent and you know this guy who they had a flirty past Joey was it was it weird as a father to see on the show them talk about like sneaking off when they were younger to like make out and stuff and to know that they are working together is it weird for you as a father and a boss to see that office romance happen earlier on knowing that these are childhood friends too uh, it's definitely weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's weird, especially watching it, you know, but by the same token, it's one of the things that's made us uh, closer and stronger, right? Is that, uh, you know, a lot of times parents and kids, they don't talk about certain things, right? Like you avoid certain conversations 
because they're uncomfortable. And one of the things that this, you know, reality television and this show has done is forced us to have conversations uh, that are uncomfortable. And when you have those forced conversations, you actually get a lot closer with, you know, with, with your kids or with whoever the, the other person is, right? Like, it's been an absolute pleasure and so much fun to work, you know, have the opportunity to work with my family, my kids. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a dream come true. I mean, what can I tell you? But I think that all through all of this uncomfort, Carlos comes a lot of, um, greatness to it and it's made us that much closer by having you know to watch that because when you watch reality television and you watch yourself you know one of the things that people don't understand is that you're reflecting on yourself and you actually for the first time in your life watch who other people see you as being right and that's why so much issues with reality television um because you finally watch something you may not like yourself Right. Like you think you like yourself, but once you watch yourself on television, you actually realize, hold on a second. I'm not a great person. Right. So it's been a lot of fun to watch it. It's made us a lot closer. It's just been awesome. No, it has been awesome. And the, what I love about buying Beverly Hills, because I love all of Netflix's real estate shows, um, is very different than selling the OC and selling Sunset, because, you know, I, I like the fact that on buying Beverly Hills, you know, the focus primarily is on the the sale of of the home and obviously you know there, there's always some level of drama within um, any reality show but what I love about buying Beverly Hills is it feels so real and so authentic and so genuine and I don't feel like anyone's playing up to the cameras I don't feel like anyone is trying to be a caricature of someone else or you know I'm I'm this person on buying Beverly Hills everyone seems to be super genuine. One of my favorites is Brandon, who I think also is the person you root for because you want to see him win. What was it like when you told your agents that they were going to be a part of reality TV, knowing that, look, Selling Sunset is a huge show. So did you all feel the pressure to live up to that? Or did you feel like, let's be ourselves and let's be the best version we can be? God, that's a full question, but uh, you you are correct. And, uh, you know, I, the, the cast was just excited to, to be ourselves. You know, we were going to be authentic. We were going to be true to ourselves. We made a conscious decision to deliver a show that was not out there. We didn't want to be selling OC or selling Sunset. Um, we didn't want to be million dollar listing. We wanted to be ourselves. The agency has a really special culture. It has really, you know, we we, we really thrive on on this tight knit family environment and culture. We, we help each other be successful. You know, you just mentioned Brandon Graves. I mean, how can you not root for this guy, right? Like he's just so charismatic, such a beautiful man working, you know, in a difficult, you know, time, you know, as a black man in Beverly Hills, you know, struggling through that, like you just want him to fucking do it, right? Like you just, and, 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 uh, and, and that shows, and I don't think any other shows, I don't think any other television shows get into that world and that reality and the struggles of, of what that looks like. And so we really just wanted to be real. Uh, we wanted to put it out there and 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 hope that people enjoy listening to that and watching that. Um, but we weren't trying to be what everybody else is. We were not trying to be selling uh, Sunset uh, or anybody else. We wanted to create our own show 
that had its own personality. And we talked to the cast and the rest of the agency, you know, you know, prayed and hoped that we would show a little bit about what the agency uh, uh, culture was and, and that it would, you know, we wouldn't all of a sudden try to become something else in order to keep some, you know, people entertained and all of a sudden, you know, just be creating drama for the sake of drama. There's enough drama in a daily life uh, with, you know, people's struggles, you know, in terms of what they're doing, you know, are they door knocking, you know, uh, 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 you know, Brandon Graves, you mentioned him, but he says it, you know, door knocking, like, you know, he's got to be all suited up, looking good and feeling good, you know, to go door knocking, right? Like, that's not the same problem that somebody else has, right? But, you know, then you've got somebody like, you know, Sonica, um, you know, is does she have what it takes? Is she driven enough, right? And then you have somebody else like Alexia, who's got, you know, the family dynamic, you know, the all of the opportunities there, but does she have the drive to want to do it? Because there's a lot of people, you know, kids, children that have been given things on a silver platter, that have given opportunities, but they don't take advantage of them. They mm-hmm. don't go do anything. They don't create anything, right? So for me, you know, watching, you know, Alexia want to do something amazing. Farah being so driven, all of these kids. I mean, it's just all of the dynamics are just so much fun and so real. And and like I said, we wanted to create a show that was authentic to us and and then pray and hope that people liked watching it. And uh, it's it seems like people are really enjoying it. So, uh, you know, I always say in order to be great, you have to dare to be bad. Um, and we dared to be who we are. Um, and, and, and we dared to be bad and we dared to not, you know, just look at what else is successful. We dared to do something different, and uh, and it shows, and it's played well. Yeah, no, and and again, I just want to say thank you for telling the story of of a black man um, desiring to be an agent in Beverly Hills, and like you said um, earlier, and even what Brendan said on the show, door knocking is different for a black man in Beverly Hills than it is for his white counterparts. But is is subject matters like that, Mauricio, that buying Beverly Hills touches on and as a black man who will get into real estate because you're going to be my mentor so know (laughs) that um i appreciated that level of honesty that was displayed because it goes to show you that this show is real and even the fact that you're raising obviously children um in a world to where they have a lot of access and privilege but to see that your daughters still want to be the best and that things are handed to them I just want to give you all the props in the world for having Buying Beverly Hills showcase the reality of these people's lives. That, yes, we could watch real estate porn all day long. And, yes, we could all stare at Mauricio and his suits. But it's also (laughs) nice to know that you're getting something that's relatable to a massive audience. I want to make sure that you understood that, too. Thank you, Carlos, for saying that. And that was so important for us. And I'm glad that that came through. So I'm thrilled that you saw it that way. Yeah, of course. So before I let you go, you know, this podcast is called Reality with the King. And I have a lot of the Housewives universe on um, my podcast in addition <laughs> to my listeners. So it would be remiss of me not to poke a little fun at a few things and then I'll let you go in your merry way. So how do you feel? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, when people made a nothing burger out of you and Dorit, which is your wife's best friend, and saying there's something flirty going on there. I, I, I laughed. I mean, when I heard about it, I remember my wife walked in. I was in the shower. I was coming out of the shower. She told me about it, and I just fucking laughed. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, what do you, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say or what to do. There are, you know, PK is one of my best friends. 
we all hang out a ton together. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you, if you can't laugh at, at, at your own stuff, you're in trouble. If, that, if I'm going to get all serious and all bent out of shape over something like that, uh, there's no way I'd survive 12 seasons on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And uh, it'd just be impossible. So you got to have thick skin when you're on reality television. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, look, I said it was silly. And, and listen, we all know that you guys are a great <laughs> friendship there. Um, obviously, this past season was very rough on Kyle. Kathy Hilton was a part of it. And obviously, you being a family man yourself, um, you saw your wife go through a lot. A lot of people like myself are big Kyle supporters. So we just want to know how is she doing? How is everything now that the reunion has aired? Andy Cohen has said the show has been put on pause for a second. It's going to start back in January. But we all love Kyle, and we all support Kyle. How is she doing right now? Uh, thank you so much, Carlos. She's doing great. Um, we're all in Aspen right now. We have uh, my kids are here. Actually, Farah just left, and uh, you know she's just doing great. She's uh, taking some you know some much needed time off. She's relaxing. Um, she's chilling. She's in her happy place, doing a lot of walking, getting herself into shapes. Uh, I'll tell you when you guys see her, uh, she you'll never you've never seen a better, sexier Kyle uh, than on the next season. I mean, she got herself. She's just been working out every single day. Um, she's in such good shape. And uh, and mentally, she's uh, she's getting a lot better. I don't think that uh, I don't think that uh, she and Kathy have made up yet. Don't know if they will. They won't. Uh, we obviously have some weddings to plan. Um, and so hopefully we can have, uh, you know, all of the family together for all of the uh, family events coming up. Will this wedding be filmed for buying Beverly Hills, Mauricio? It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to watch it. Mauricio, I thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Listen, if you guys haven't binge all of the episodes of Buying Beverly Hills, I watched it over the weekend, weeks ago, because I am obsessed with real estate. This show did not disappoint you all. And my listeners know Mauricio if I don't like anything, I just won't talk about it. But I want you all to know the show is really, really good. It's really real, which I know my listeners love to know that. And you are going to see some of the sexiest people, some of the sexiest homes. And gosh, you get to see Mauricio and Kyle FaceTime at a very pivotal moment on the show. So for the Housewives listeners, you also get to see your fan favorite on the 90210 as well. So we thank you, Mauricio, for this. <laughs> thank you so much, Mr. King. It's a pleasure to be on the re on the king of reality with the king. You're <laughs> the best. I can't wait to do this again. Bye. Right. Mauricio. Yes. I love him. I adore him. He's such a good time. And one thing I'm... Listen, I wasn't lying. Mauricio, if you're listening, when you open up the Atlanta offices, I'm serious. I want a job because I really want another <laughs> title on my plate, which is a real estate guru. So you never know, the king of reality television may also one day be the king of real estate. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at the Carlos King underscore on Instagram and Twitter. 
Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag #RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hum. More Sauce.